This quarterback competition is going to absolutely set the tone for spring practice and beyond. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you for making me your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. So to get right to it, the quarterback competition is going to absolutely set the tone for spring and beyond. This is the most important thing. This will continue to be the most important thing, but we, must, we mustn't lose sight of exactly the other things that need to happen, but they will be going along with this parallel. This quarterback competition is going to be crazy important. you got Jackson Dart, who is trying to develop his game to where he has less linebacker blindness. He uses the middle of the field. He doesn't hold on to the ball as much, and turnovers do not become that much of an issue for him. Just the way it is at the moment. Spencer Sanders is trying to overcome a shoulder surgery that he hurt last season, came back towards the end of the season. He played in Bedlam, um, for those that do not know, and is trying to get right before spring practice so he can push what's going on. And Walker Howard, who I've said over and over again, has as much or more talent than all of them in the same room together. And people say, how can he have that much talent when he was the number three quarterback at LSU? You get that in the comments, all the section below. Therapy Grind throws that in the comments down below. Well, it's simple. Jaden Daniels and Doug Nussmeyer, they were ahead of him. He was a true freshman. Eli Manning was the most talented player on Ole Miss's quarterbacking roster when Romero Miller was still in school. That's not an indictment on Romero. That just shows what the one below could actually become. And Walker Howard can absolutely walk down that road. Now, we had Bill Flowers on the show a couple weeks back. And he talked about which quarterback that he thought would win the job. And he didn't name names. But he said this, and it was very interesting. And I've said this over and over. You've probably heard me say it before. The quarterback that gets the ball out of his hands quickly, uses all portions of the field, and runs the offense the way it is meant to be run, will win the quarterbacking job. That's true. Ball out of your hands quickly. Do not turn the ball over. Use all parts of the field. Wins the quarterbacking job. So that makes this spring super important. We've got the Dalen Show. He's on the Twitter handle, at the Dalen Show. is going to go out for practice two, three, and four. Open practice. He's going to come on the show and give reports of what he has saw what he sees in practice. Um, We can't be in northern Mississippi. We can find people that can be, and he's going to come on the show and talk about that as well. We do still have somebody that might be, if they're going to the first practice, let me know. We might be able to get you on the show as well um, to talk about that. So we want to see what the quarterbacks are doing, how they look, what is happening, the demeanor, stuff like that in practice, and the other big position groups. That until this quarterback um, job gets settled, it's going to stagnate the growth of the other positions as well. We saw this last year with the Luke Altmyer and Jackson Dark going into the season. 
that was different in the tight end game, the running back game. Everything was a little bit off going into the football season. A lot of that had to do with the quarterback competition. I get that some people just don't want to, I don't know, make a decision on something like that. But, I mean, you almost have to do it as well. So it should be really good. But it is going to set the tone completely for the rest of spring, the rest of camp, and the rest of fall. Absolutely. The quarterback competition, everybody is going to take their keys off of that. If somebody comes out, let's just say, for instance, I'm just throwing out names. I'm not predicting anything. Walker Howard comes out and really starts showing out. He shows big-time arm strength. He shows anticipation. He's really good across the middle. And all of a sudden, you see the things that made him the top-rated quarterback that he was. He has a chance to leapfrog and go ahead in this quarterback competition, even with Jackson Dart, a former Gatorade National Player of the Year, and Spencer Sanders in the wings. It's going to be about fast starts. It's going to be about taking care of the football. It's going to be about using all quadrants of the field. And you need to be able to run RPOs off of linebackers. If you can do all of those things and run the offense the way it's meant to be run, you are the quarterback that has a chance to be the starting quarterback when Ole Miss takes on Mercer. Period. If it is slow, if it's lethargic, if mistakes are made and is sloppy in the first two weeks of spring, that's a bad thing for Ole Miss. Ole Miss needs somebody to come out with a fast start. And I think after last year, you might get a fast start. I I am assuming a fast start from somebody and not an individual player. I just think Ole Miss is due for that. Fast start, jumps out in front, let's go, and then all of a sudden you start thinking about what you can do with this person at the helm of your offense. The one thing, if Jackson Dart wins this job and is the quarterback in the fall, which he absolutely can do, is he has to get the ball out of his hands quickly. That's the thing he needs to work on. That and linebacker blindness. If if he can get rid of those two things, we're talking a first-round NFL pick. He's got all the talent in the world. He's a five-tool player. So get the ball out of your hands because these offensive linemen are run blocking. Everybody is going to critique the pass blocking out of the offensive line. But in an RPO system, most of the plays you are run blocking. And it is easier to rush the passer on a run block. So RPOs need to be quick. It needs to get out of your hand. If you hold it, trying to push the ball downfield to one of the outside wide receivers without that being the actual play call, you're going to find yourself in a little bit of trouble. Un- quarterback play is not, not just straight line how you would think it would go. There's other factors that play into the quarterback position. There's other factors that play into pass protection. Pass protection can be the offensive lineman just getting beat, the quarterback holding the ball too long, the receiver not getting open. Three separate things that control how an offensive lineman looks in pass protection. So just understand that this spring is going to be important for Jackson to learn how to get the ball out of his hand quickly, to get over his linebacker blindness. If he can do those two things, he has a chance to not just win the job, but he's probably the person that can win the job in the spring. 
If Jackson comes out ready to go, he could win the job in the spring. I don't think Spencer Sanders could win the job in the spring. I do not think Walker Howard could win the job in the spring. I do think Jackson Dart could win the job in the spring. I don't think he will, but I think he could. And when you have Spencer Sanders, you make sure that shoulder's okay. We all remember what Bo Wallace went through at Ole Miss. Shoulders and throwing shoulders can be a tricky thing and affect timing and throwing arm strength and things like that. Now, he's a four-year starter, so he has experience to fall back on, but they probably want all this to look a certain way, feel a certain way, and they brought Spencer Sanders in for a reason. Same with Walker Howard. Walker Howard, what he needs to do is prove that he can run the offense. Anticipation, throwing the ball over the middle, he does a lot of the things that Matt Corral did in 2020 and 2021, and that is going to benefit him in the future. But I don't know if his time is now. Could be now. He could come out in spring practice and completely ball out. I don't know if it's now. My gut tells me to expect this to be a Jackson Dart versus Spencer Sanders race. And with the injury in Spencer Sanders and with the stuff that Jackson Dart has to do, I think Walker Howard comes into the equation in the fall. If we get to spring and there hasn't really been any separation between all three, all of a sudden it starts to become a question. It's like, you know, what if we give Walker Howard the experience this year and get ready for this 2024 season with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, the college football playoff expanding? What if we do that? So it should be interesting, but this quarterback competition – whatever they do. They need to start because it's going to set the tone for the whole development of every player in spring practice. It's going to carry over into fall camp. It is going to head to the season. So what Ole Miss is going to do over the next few weeks is going to have a direct impact on what they do against Alabama and Tuscaloosa in six months or whenever that is. Should be interesting. Anyway, coming up after the break, we are going to talk about all of the weird information that is coming out about Chris Beard and the basketball search that really means there's no information coming out. It's just it is what it is. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try Built Bar. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but they taste like a candy bar while being good for you as well. They have amazing macros. What's better is they're healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 whopping grams of protein. And now, we've told you for years... Go to built.com, put in locked in, locked on 15 in the promo code thing, and get your box today. Have it sent to your house. But now, now that's not even necessary because the largest brick and mortar retailer in the United States of America now carries Built Bar. You can go to Walmart or Sam's Club. Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. But if you're close to a Sam's Club, you can get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. I mean, you can thank me later. Now, it may not be. Go to Built.com and put in Locked On 15 in the promo box 
Now you can go to Walmart. Now you can go to Sam. You will thank me later, but you should absolutely try Built Bar and see exactly what they can do for you. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We're going to switch gears a little bit and go to the basketball search, and we've talked to John Gillespie. We've... Um, talked to several people about this college basketball search in the past couple of weeks. We've heard rumors that go everything from their meeting with Chris Beard to Chris Beard has been eliminated to their meeting with Will Wade to Will Wade is being eliminated, which tells me that nobody really knows what's going on. They might be thinking, but it doesn't sound like many people are talking. Now, Everybody knows my opinion on this situation. Ole Miss needs a sitting, or not necessarily sitting Power 5 coach, but a successful um, Power 5 coach. You, I don't think they need to play the game where they roll the dice, which they have for their 100 years of their history, looking for a, power, a G5 coach or an assistant coach. I just don't think so. Ole Miss needs somebody that is as close to a sure thing as humanly possible to help deal with their fan base. You, The first what you talk about Willis from um, last week was all about this subject. So in this situation right here with Keith Carter, I don't think Keith Carter is talking to anybody. I don't think um, there's confidants out there and people that pretend to know don't know much. And even people that are acting like they know are only hearing from people that might maybe or might not be telling the truth or they might only be telling the truth as they know it which might actually only be like 25 percent of the truth so we're getting close the basketball transfer portal window opens a week from yesterday so that'll happen if Ole Miss hires a coach I think it could happen this week towards the end of the week. I don't know exactly how it will look. If Ole Miss wanted somebody like a Dusty May from Ford Atlantic, obviously that's probably going to go into the NCAA tournament or at least the NIT. Coach from Sanford the same way. Some of the assistants that are going to be, they're probably going to have runs as well. If one of the out-of-work coaches gets the job, the Chris Beards, the Will Wades, the... Chris Max, that category of basketball coach for Ole Miss, all of a sudden it can move up a little bit. So if the earlier you see a fire at a hire after the end of the basketball season, which could come as early as Wednesday night, the better chance for one of those coaches to be. But as a hire does not get made until after the NCAA tournament has started. Let's say we're in between week one and week two of the NCAA tournament, then it probably shifts gears to being somebody that is involved in the tournament in some way. It could be either somebody they're rolling the dice on, or it could be a Power Five guy. I'm not 100% sure about that. But that is where the tea leaves, um, as I see them, sit, because there's all people that have comments all over the place. And 
you could just read them. There's contradictions within the same site. There be there would be contradictions. So, I, in the name of confusion, I just don't know. I think that Dusty May or the roll the dice coach is absolutely possible. As much as I think the Chris Beard and Chris Mack in that category is also extremely possible. The fact of the matter is, I just am not sure. I think Keith Carter's doing a good job of keeping this close to his best, the vest, and it's still going to be important. And I'm still going to have opinions on what happens after the hire is made. But, like I said, right now, not many people know. Anyway, coming up in the second part of the show, we've got Jake Crane, or the third part of the show. We've got Jake, Jake Crane from Crane & Company coming in and talking all about SEC football and spring practice and just stuff about how he rose from being on the Believe Network to all the way up working for the Daily Wire. It was such a rapid ascent. We're going to talk to him about that as well. So it should be pretty interesting to see. Now, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook because now customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. I realize that in Mississippi it is going to be required for you to go to a retailer to gamble, but if you are in Memphis, if you are in Nashville, if you are in New Orleans, FanDuel becomes an option for you. So you can just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, and super easy to use for whenever you take those road trips to Nashville, Memphis, or New Orleans. Then you will be able to bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat first bet on up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. I am here with Jake Crane from Crane & Company, formerly of the J-Boys show. How you doing, Jake? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, the football season never ends. Uh, getting ready for spring, looking at this combine. still a lot going on right now. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. I tell people all the time, I do football every day, and they say, why do you do that? And that's because that is the way you will watch. If I don't do it, you will not watch. So we're going to cover football every day, and we have some interesting news that just broke. Speaking of that, we're going to change the basketball right off the top. Um, apparently, the Ole Miss Chancellor and Athletic Director is doing a personal visit with Chris Beard. What do you think about that? I think Ole Miss should do it. I, I Immediately when Kermit Davis was, was let go, which to be honest with you, I'm shocked that marriage didn't work out. Not that I thought that Kermit Davis and Ole Miss were going to become a you know national power in college basketball, but I thought they were going to be pesky. I thought this was a team that you're going to see go in the tournament, make a run every now and then. Shocked that that didn't work out with Kermit. Uh, but if you're Ole Miss, look, you're looking around right now. 
SEC basketball is not only the best it's ever been, it's only getting better. I mean, look, you look at the arenas. You know, you look at some of these atmospheres. You look at the coaches in the league right now. I mean, there's really not a bad coach in the SEC. So if you want to compete or even have a chance to compete, you look at what Chris Jans is doing across the street there in Starkville. They're looking like they're going to make the tournament, even though they lost to Vanderbilt this past weekend. You've got to go get somebody that can not only recruit in this arena, but knows how to handle egos and schematically is obviously knowing what's going on or having an identity. Chris Beard... Look, at the end of the day, the man didn't get charged with anything or didn't get convicted of anything. We live in a society that's innocent until proven guilty, even though it seems like it's the opposite sometimes. And yeah, look, it was something where, do I agree with the way Texas handled it? They're, they're their own institution. They can make their own decisions. I feel like they should have let it play out more. But if you're Ole Miss, I do not think it would be crazy at all to go get Chris Beard or Rick Pitino. Yeah, it's quite interesting, um, especially with basketball at Ole Miss, because most people don't know, but you kind of have some Auburn ties from that that area of the um, woods, and Bruce Pearl was a similar type deal whenever Auburn went out and got him. Yeah, I will say that, you know, Bruce through a NCAA was. Yeah. Yes. You know yeah. why? So this, that is different. But if we're talking about bringing in a coach – with a little bit of a cloud above them, regardless of what cloud that is. Uh, sometimes it's like, th that's the only reason Ole Miss would have a chance to get Chris Beard. Let's let's be honest. Uh, I mean, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And again, if he'd have been convicted of this or something like that, you would have never touched him. This would be a non-issue. But if Ole Miss wants to compete in basketball, if they're serious about competing in basketball, they need to be serious about who they bring in as a head coach. Because you miss on two hires in a row, it buries you even further. You go get a guy like Chris Beard that regardless of the PR hit you'll take at the beginning, you instantly become relevant in college basketball. Yeah, that's real similar to what I said. If Ole Miss goes out and hires a G5 guy, let's say they go out and hire Dusty May, and it doesn't work out. Ole Miss is gambling right now on whether or not they will become Kansas football. That, that, that is the area they are messing with. So they absolutely have to get this hire right. Yeah, and, and look, again, the SEC, it's, I always say this, when the SEC decides it wants to be the best at something, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And if you look at college basketball, is the SEC the best conference in college basketball right now, top to bottom? No, it's the Big 12. But they're up right up there with everybody else. I mean, you look at the NBA draft, you look at the type of player that is being brought into the SEC, not just at Kentucky anymore, or Florida, across the board. There are no nights off. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you go out and get a group of five guy, it may work out, but you have a proven commodity in Chris Beard. I think that, again, it's the same reason why coaches like taking guys from the transfer portal as opposed to straight out of high school. You have a proven commodity. It's more like free agency. It works that way in the coaching world as well. Yeah, absolutely. Let's change gears a little bit and go to the quarterback competition at Ole Miss. Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, Walker Howard, they're all going to fight it out. We're a little bit, we're about two weeks away from that really kicking off. What are your thoughts on that quarterback competition? Well, Lane didn't bring those guys in not to be able to play, whether that's in the present or the future. I think he got his present with Spencer Sanders when we were talking about timeline, and he got his future with Walker Howard. I mean, if you're Jackson Dart, if everything was all rainbows and cotton candy, you, you don't bring in guy, as an experienced guy like Spencer Sanders. You may bring in a young guy like Walker Howard and say, hey, Jackson, we want you to, you know, kind of tutor him a little bit, let, let he's the future, kind of see uh, the way it operates. No, they brought in a guy with a ton of experience. Spencer Sanders did not come to Ole Miss to sit the bench. I promise you that. And him making the decision to come to Ole Miss, 
I think tells you a lot more about Jackson Dart than it does anything else. Jackson Dart struggles to see linebackers or anybody in the intermediate level of pass coverage. He did it the whole year. That's why he struggled with the RPO. That's something me and you talked about. But all during last season, I kept saying, Ole Miss's downfall will be that Jackson Dart, whether it's through RPO, whether it's through true passes, does not see intermediate coverage guys well, and it costs Ole Miss many times in the red zone because that's where it kind of ekes its head. I just don't trust them. I don't think Ole Miss fans trust them. That's not to say you can't go out there and win seven, maybe eight with them, but that's not the standard at Ole Miss anymore. No, absolutely it's not. And then you have Walker Howard, who I do believe has all of the talent in the world to be more ta- – he's more talented than all three of them. Um, and yeah. it is important to get him ready for 2024 because let's just be real – we're all going to talk about this season. It's going to be fun college football, all of that stuff. But 2024 is winning the SEC and in college football, it gets real. You need to be ready to go off the line there. And Walker Howard being that future, I see him as a number two quarterback. No matter who loses the starting job, he will be the number two quarterback because I think he is going to get reps this year. Yeah, look, I, I think Lane sees the future with Walker. I mean, when, when you watch him, I mean, he's, he's really got the whole bag. He just hadn't had a chance to come on the field and really, really show people. Got a little bit of experience, but under Lane's tutelage, I mean, I think you could see Walker Howard really, really blossom in one of the top guys that Lane has had. He's a coach's son, I believe. He understands, you know, exactly what he's looking at. Uh, from an IQ standpoint, it's just a terminology change. That's the hardest part, but he should be able to handle it. And, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I would not be shocked at all if we saw Walker Howard be a big part of the Ole Miss offense this year. Especially yeah. if Jackson Dart leaves after spring. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. This spring is going to be absolutely fun. Let's just change gears just a little bit more. Um, like I said, you you have you're from the Auburn area. You have connections in that school, and now they have Hugh Freeze as their head coach in 2023. And I have this weird relationship with Auburn fans on my site. It is at they blow me up regularly, um, and I'm okay with that because I get paid off of that. But Whenever you do that, with Hugh Freeze coming in, Robbie Ashford looks like the only quarterback on the roster, really. Is there a, somebody that's going to come in on the late period? What does Auburn look like moving forward? Well, you know, at the quarterback position, uh, Robbie Ashford, he's a guy that showed flashes last year. The biggest thing with Robbie is his throwing ability. But I do think, and I know Phil Montgomery's the offensive coordinator, but it's going to be diagnosed in what Hugh Freeze does offensively with that three-man surface method, the RPO, being able to manipulate multiple sides at once. That fits Robbie's game. You know, Robbie's the type point guard that it's almost Russell Westbrookish, right? You know, at least good Russell Westbrook back in the day, where he either drive, drive to kick, drive to score, or pull up in the mid-range and, and, and hurt you. Robbie has the ability to be such an elite runner. I think he could be somewhat of Jaden Daniels-ish. And the way he threw the ball against Alabama gives you a lot of hope. Now, the Holden Garner kid, the young kid, I think he has a chance to be special. TJ Finley, I mean, please, just get out. Like, at this point, just get out, go to Alabama State, do your thing there. But TJ Finley's shown you enough to you kind of know what he is. Not that there's a room for improvement. I think his ceiling is just really, really low, which is unbelievably ironic for somebody that's six foot seven. But, you know, when, when you look at Robbie Ashford, if he's able to do the things and Hugh trusts him, in the passing game to not only make good throws, but make the right decisions. He could be deadly, deadly in this offense. Now, if he's if Hugh is not comfortable with him, will they bring somebody in after spring? I think so, because that's when the portal gets hot again. Hell, it may be Jackson Dart. Who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, Robbie Ashford. I'm just going to throw this name out here and see if it fits, because this is another guy. Malik Willis, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're Malik was more compact. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're both really athletic. The thing about Robbie is Robbie has elite elite speed. Like if you you when you see, you can just tell when some guys run. Like all right, this guy's operating at a different speed than what we're used to seeing out of this position. He's legitimate. I think four three eight four four, which basically means if he can just be Nick Marshall throwing the ball, then Auburn could be really nice on offense this year. Okay, now let's look at SEC storylines. What uh, around the league other than Ole Miss and um, Auburn? What are the storylines that we need to look out for this spring? Uh, say that. Say that again a little bit, Stephen. You broke up. Sorry. Um, it storylines for the SEC in 2023 pre-spring, not counting Auburn and Ole Miss. What are What are we looking for around the league? Well, you know, I, when, when you look at SEC specifically, I mean, it's the year of, of who returns the quarterback, right? I mean, Alabama's going to be breaking in a, a new quarterback, whether that be Jalen Milroe, who did get reps, you know, against Arkansas. They were able to sneak one out on the road. Ty Simpson, everybody's super excited about him, and they should be. He's a hell of a prospect. But you kind of look around the rest of the league, Georgia, you know, who's going to win it there? You got Vandegrift battling out with Carson Beck. So it's a lot of it about the top dogs outside of LSU. You know, everybody's really kind of trying to find themselves offensively, maybe that next dynamic playmaker. What's going to happen at Tennessee now with Hendon Hooker out? So I'm really looking at the schools that return quarterbacks. LSU with Jaden Daniels. Mississippi State with Will Rogers and somewhat of a new offense. How is that going to look? Uh, then you look at, at, you know, the guys who are returning at Ole Miss with Jackson Dart and then Robbie Ashford at Auburn. But offensively, who are the, who is that next group of quarterbacks that's going to step up to these big dog places and take over? That's the storyline, in my opinion. Thank, all right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. And if you want some more general sports information, you can check out Crane & Company on the Daily Wire. Jake does work over there along with his brother and um, David Cohn. And I watch that pretty pretty regularly. It's pretty good stuff. But anyway, thank you very much, Jake, for stopping by. I always look forward to do this. We do this about every six months. Yeah, Stephen, it's always great, man, coming on here with you. You know uh, how much I respect your work, and, and I know your audience really appreciates it, uh, appreciates it as well. Yeah, I do appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, and we will talk to you later, bud. All right, Stephen. Y'all be good. Later on. 